Hello, everyone. Welcome to a weekday devotion. This is Pastor Daniel, and today we're going to be continuing in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Yesterday, we began by just looking at Paul urging young Timothy to lead the church in Ephesus to be a church of prayer. So we're going to continue that now as we look to uh, kind of a particular aspect of prayer, that of intercession and who Paul specifically commands Timothy, the church at Ephesus, and now vicariously through them commands us to pray for. Who are we commanded to pray for? Well, let's read verse 2. And verse 3 says, For kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. Well, yesterday we introduced different types of prayers, and here we see those supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving are now to be directed specifically for uh, this group of people that Paul mentions, the kings, those who are in high positions. Now, in our culture today, here in the United States, we don't, we don't have a king, but we have a president, we have Congress, we have Supreme Court, we have governors, we have mayors, we have aldermen, we have city, city council people, um, we have state Congress. So there's a lot of people who are in these high political positions that directly and indirectly affect our everyday life. And so the point here that Paul is making is pray for them. Now, before we before we start, you know, pushing back on some of this, because you know, maybe you're right now you're in a season where this is hard for you because maybe you're a hardcore Republican and we have a, a very democratic um, you know, government right now with President Biden, et cetera. Or, you know, maybe you're the other way around. Maybe you just come out of being a Democrat and now you're um you're kind of glad what's going on, but you had to endure those four years of President Trump as a Republican and you're a Democrat. So whatever, wherever you fall on this, right, let's let's look at the context here just, just to show us that regardless if you are in agreement or disagreement with our current administration, that things could be exponentially worse. And in fact, they were exponentially worse at the time Paul writes this letter. So when Paul's writing this letter, you know, the the Christian church was becoming more and more and more of an enemy of Rome. Rome was led by Caesars, and Caesar, especially as we get to Caesar, Nero, and most hold that about the time Paul writes this letter, Nero is coming to power. Nero is in power, and Nero was a hater of Christians. He launched the great persecution. In fact, it is Nero at the hands of Nero that Paul is executed by beheading. It is at, uh, it is, you know, with Nero at the helm is where Peter and Andrew, his brother, are crucified. Uh, because they are um, they are committed to the gospel, many of the apostles are martyred and executed during the reign of Nero and before leading up to it. As early as Acts chapter twelve, we see the apostle James, the brother of John, is run through with a sword at the hand of the Roman government. So, yeah, even though you may feel, and I I do, I believe that persecution's on the rise here in our nation. I believe that you know, we as Christians are going to be more and more hated because of what we believe and stand for, which is the principles and truth of the Word of God. That is actually happening and more is coming. But we are nowhere close to where the early church was in the context of 1 Timothy. 
The Romans hated the church, hated the Christians. Nero burns down the city of Rome and blames it on the Christians. He arrests Christians. He feeds them to the lions. He makes sport of them in the Colosseum. He crucifies them. He sticks them on poles and lights them as as night lamp, as street lamps down the streets of Rome and different roads and different highways in and out of Rome. It was horrific what Christians experienced in this day. Yet here, Paul says, commands the church to pray, to give thanks, to intercede, to seek supplication for kings and leaders in high places. Why? It's so that that could be abated. It's so that, right, so that we may lead peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. When God is leading and changing people's lives in these high positions, that directly affects our lifestyles. That directly affects us. And so there's a lot of, a lot at stake here. So we must be praying. Whether we agree with our politics or not, really, that's irrelevant when it comes to prayer. We're commanded to pray for them because they are, just like us, image bearers of God. They are under the sovereignty of God, just like we are. And they, too, must answer to God one day. So let's pray for them, intercede for them to be saved if they're not, to intercede for them to make godly decisions, to be wise, to be surrounded by godly men and women who can give them biblical counsel, biblical guidance, because the decisions they make, as we well know, directly and indirectly affect our lives. So pray for them today. Make a list of government leaders, especially those that you might not agree with, and begin today to pray for them. There's no limit to what God can do to change a person, to change a people, to change a country. But it always begins and is carried out through prayer. I pray you walk tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.